Hold it now. I got my mother files back. This was originally made at the beginning of the quarantine and was supposed to be released after the gamification episode. So right here what I have is an interview with uh, the man who invented gamification essentially. He wrote the book The Game of Work. Game of Work. He's the CEO of Game of Work. His name is Chuck Kundrat. But I will let March me explain and lead into this interview. But here you go. We're gonna have more content coming out as the summer comes back. We got the Niagara Falls episode. We got DJ9. We got everything back. PT Cruiser, baby. See you guys in June. It's my junk. It's my holding out. It's my rhyme. Little follow up to last week's episode on gamification, in which I talked about um, a, a book called The Game of Work, which is uh, cited as the beginning of the idea of gamification, which was written by a man named Charles Kunrat. Well, I uh, got an interview with Charles Chuck Kunrat, and we talk about um, how the idea of gamification evolved from his idea laid out in the game of work into what Silicon Valley is now using to affect us all and to get effective measures out of us. It, it was amazing. It was a great conversation. I'm happy that Chuck picked up the phone. And it, it's an important conversation for a few reasons. And it, it, it's, it's not a standard podcast episode that I would release, so I want to talk about this. I'm speaking to him not just about gamification, but... Uh, the nature of how ideas evolve. So the reason I wanted to get in contact with him is because he had this very straightforward vision of what game of, not even gamification, he didn't even call it that, of what his idea was for the game of work, for you just make work a little bit more like play and people will be more efficient because they will have uh, constant validation, a little scorecard to look back on and so on and so forth. It's a lot about good leadership and uh, I'll just let Chuck explain himself, but this is not just about gamification. This episode is also about the evolution of ideas and how concepts are taken and repurposed through time and seeing how the inventor of said concept feels about where his idea has been taken. So here's just a quick conversation between me and Chuck about gamification. Two, two, two thousand one hundred. Yeah, this 
is Chuck Coonrod. I'm the uh, CEO of the Game of Work, and uh, I'm anxious to chat with Jason. <laughs> okay. Um, so last week I did an episode, not last week, like literally a couple days ago, I finished up my episode on gamification. And talk to me about your involvement, because you're quoted as being the father or the godfather of the idea of gamification. Grandfather is what one of them said, which I, I didn't understand. I was like, why not say father? Uh, but go on. How do you think um, the game of work had led to what is the modern uh, gamification landscape? Well, uh, there's a couple of uh, couple of elements. First off, the game of work is based on bringing the elements of recreation into the workplace. So we have people, and in, in the tagline to the book was. Uh, why is it that people will pay for the privilege of working harder than they'll work when you pay them? And so we cited, um, you know, I've, I've known people to play golf in Phoenix in 100 degree heat, whereas if the, if the thermostat in their office gets off by two degrees, they go, we got to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Okay, so, and you can take that we could spend an hour with examples of that but yeah uh, you know you look at mar- you have a marathon in philadelphia right yeah yeah okay so you've got you know somewhere north of ten thousand people who all spend six seven thousand dollars in shoes and training and airfare and all of the stuff to get ready to do that and there's only one person that can win so you ask yourself why are the why are the rest of those 10,000 people out there running um, in, you know, some pretty adverse conditions? And obviously, it's not wintertime, but yeah. so, so we said, what makes that happen? And, and we figured out that there are five things that we call the motivation of recreation that drive that behavior. <laughs> I think I have them in front of me. Is it clearly defined goals? Right. Uh, followed by better scorekeeping and scorecards. Right. Followed by more frequent feedback than a higher yeah. degree of personal choice methods and consistent coaching. You got it all. You got it all. 
Now, what we've what we've learned from our work since the book was written, and we were actually engaged in the work for ten years before the book came out, um, is that the feedback is really the most important element. So, if you and I go to a tennis court and play, you know, five sets of, of amateur tennis. We're going to hit the ball somewhere between six and seven hundred times. Okay. And we're, and we're going to get feedback every time we work. Okay. Yeah, that makes okay? sense. And and appropriate. Here's the other thing we know is that appropriate feedback for the the human spirit is a daily nutritional requirement. Meaning what? Well, meaning that. Every one of us needs to get a certain amount of recognition, uh, acknowledgement that we are somebody, just something that says, I'm okay, that you appreciate the job I'm doing, that really makes sense for me to be here and to be engaged. Okay. So if you you talk to people under the current uh, COVID-19 situation that are working at home, one of the issues is that social distancing also decreases the amount of emotional reinforcement that I get on a daily basis. That's true. So I can't go to the I can't go to the water fountain. I can't go to the coffee machine. I can't. You know, I'm trying to uh, get my work done, engage when I need to, and you know, it's one of the reasons why we all, almost all of us, would prefer video video conferencing to simple phone call. That's true. And, and so what the game of work is, and this is what the gamers have missed, uh, and at the core of the game of work, what we would create inside a company that we would work with is a culture of appropriate feedback. A culture yeah. of appropriate feedback. Okay. Right. And <clears throat> part of my cough so, right there. And I hear you say the, the problem with the gamers are you saying that there's a bit of a split between your original The Game of Work theory and the, the, the gamification methods nowadays? Yes. Okay, yes, could sir. you could you expand upon that, please? Sure, sure. So, uh, for example, one of the things that, that gamification makes a big deal out of uh, is leaderboards. So we're going to take... Uh, I got... Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, okay. Like leaderboards. I think everyone gets the concept of leaderboards. Yeah, yeah. well, the problem is is that they're anti-human. Anti-human, you say? Yeah, it's contrary, because here's the point. Jason, if you take 50 people and put them on a leaderboard, you're going to have three people that are going to be contending for the top spot. Yeah, they're essentially motivated by that, right? The rest of the people on that deal think it's the dumbest idea they've ever seen. <laughs> it's true. It's very what well, you're. I'm so happy to hear you say this. Yeah, and and the problem with it is, is that there's no way to win. Yeah. For the majority of people on there, so so what we would do if you if you think about it, there's a mathematical term called an asymptote. An asymptote, yeah. I'm, I, I was a community, I'm a writer. I don't remember what an asymptote is, but I've heard it before. Okay, well, it, it is the 
80-20 graph. Okay. So if you take a leaderboard and put it on an XY axis, you're going to get this curve that descends from upper left yep. down to lower right. Okay? Yep, I'm so, familiar. All right. So, and if you do that, the, the understanding behind the asymptote and the 80-20 curve that goes with it is that if you've got those 50 people on there and they're all a data point, that you'll have 20%, those will be the top 10, and they will all be above the curve average. Okay. The other 80% of the people, the other 40 people in the, in the population, are going to be below average for the group. Mm -hmm. Now, having something posted on the board that reminds you that you're below average <laughs> is really not very motivational. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so, so the other part of it is, is, that, is that people have been trying to measure human behavior probably since the 1870s in the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, I'm sure it goes further back than that uh, if you go, if you look deep into history. But yeah, yeah, they've been trying to uh, increase productivity, proficiency, and measure human behavior all yeah. the time. It's always been an yeah. objective. Yeah, so we've, we've, spent, we've spent millions of dollars every year on wage surveys and making sure that our compensation is, quote, at market or realistic or some other goofy term that says we're not too far out of whack. But we've spent, except for maybe the work we're doing, we've spent very little time focused on how do you identify human contribution. So if I'm going to pay whatever I'm going to pay in a manufacturing environment, you know, $18.17.38 is my average hour of the grade. We, we got it all over that. We got books on it. We got mm -hmm. HR associations. seeing that that is um yeah. the modern the re i, I was ex this is the exact reason i wanted to talk to you so um i i like to um imagine sorry i'm look i'm in i live in philadelphia and i'm looking out my window in april on april 2nd yeah. and i believe i see snow <laughs> oh my well, yeah i sorry i'm looking out my window at, at eight thousand feet in utah and i can definitely see snow but we kind of like it that way. Well, I, I, I would, I'm, I'm just befuddled. Just in the middle of a pandemic, it's sunny outside. I haven't been outside yet. I looked outside and I just saw snow or a psychotic amount of dust. Uh, either, sorry, either way. So the premise of my show is that I'm trying to leave behind messages for the people of the year 2100. And the angle of gamification I, I looked into was more of the modern take that you're talking about um, with what it has turned into in my lifetime. I'm only 24. When you wrote that book, I wasn't even alive. 
Um, so, and the, the kind of concept of why I wanted to talk to you is because this idea came from you. Like the, the game, the, the, uh, what's it called? The game of work started with you, which kind of kicked off into what gamification is. And now gamification is kind of in everything. The, the methodologies are being used, uh, I've I've used gamification as a marketer on the public, uh, as an advertising technique. Uh, it is used in Silicon Valley uh, to to design uh, algorithms to get people to play and engage more with technologies. It is used uh, all sorts of ways. Um, and the reason I wanted to ask you this is because uh, Darwin came up with all of his theories. And then what happened with Darwin's theories is people began to rapidly apply Darwin's theories to other assets of life. And and it kind of made a big mess of things. And you have people quoting uh, Darwin in Congress to talk about economics. You have people doing it for all sorts of reasons. And I always wondered, like, what, what do you think Darwin would think um, uh, about what, how his legacy is used? And you are someone who is in the very shoes of you came up with this idea and you're watching it transform. And I just, I just want to uh, just get to know what you think about any of what, what, how it has been taken on. Well, I think, uh, and so let me just follow the thought we had a minute ago. And so what we did with Game of Words is we said, no, we can't, we can't sit up here in the ivory tower and try to push people Yeah. biggest things that um that you continue to harp on is a that it has to do specifically with work and a work environment and bosses 
and how, like an occupation. It has nothing to do with the creation of algorithms. It that, it that it seems like what you're talking about is so much more pure uh, and specific. Like you're talking about giving people the correct work environment, giving them feedback so they can improve, yada yada. And then yeah. people have taken those principles and applied it to other things in an attempt to uh, engage the public uh, in a in a in a more efficient fashion. Well, and it, the the thing about being principle based rather than procedural based is that the principles work all over. Well, yeah, you. I, I understand it. I I understand uh, the model, and I get it. I I think it works, and that's kind of the problem, <laughs> is that it's working on in in these minute little ways where uh, constant feedback from YouTube and and Google and Facebook uh, feed you this more and more extreme content in an attempt to get you to engage with it more, and then they get uh, data, and then they sell it, and then they turned it into a profit model. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's you know, we're, we're, we're surrounded, and we, keep, we seem to be growing increasingly in this direction. Yeah, and, and you know what's eerily reminiscent? So you mentioned a scorecard. These data banks that are collecting everybody's clicks and what they're doing is essentially a scorecard. Oh, sure. Sure. The the difference, and you see gamification advocates would say, oh, man, I'll tell you, mega data, mining data, hyper data, man, this is is the way to go. But, you know, you get a ribbon ad that pops up sometimes uh, for something that you had looked at uh, casually uh, a month ago or three days ago. You know, how do you feel about that? It's upsetting. Going, it's yeah. Somebody's you know somebody's in somebody's that, getting inside my head, and I really didn't invite them. Chuck, you you raise a great point. It seems like the advertising and the general digital ad- advertising market does, and the internet market does not understand that that it, the ads make people feel negatively. Not to mention politics, but it's what both Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg tried in in this election cycle. They just had said, "Hey, we'll buy all of the ads in the world, and then they will love us." And it, it yeah. proved to not work. Sure, sure, and it's you know Sanders, uh, early runner, uh, promising all kinds of things that there is no way in hell that we could possibly afford. Oh well, we won't get into that. We won't no, get no. into that. <laughs> My point is, he understood. He understood his audience. Uh, I I'm not gonna get political that way with you. Uh, but yeah, because I I am said audience. Yeah. So, but the issues are that if you're gonna be truly motivated, you've got to be okay with the rules of the game. Because one of the things about consistent coaching is, is that you don't change the rules in the middle of the game, which is which is that. It's also true. Uh, so in order to have real buy-in, if you will, you've got to have those five principles in place: clearly defined goals, scorecards, choice, etc. So that's why that's why sort of the, the track record of the game of work and the companies that we've been involved in always 
Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I, it also struck me as relatively important is that I said it, it took you 10 years to even get the data to the right, to write the book. Um, yeah. Silicon Valley doesn't do anything for 10 years. <laughs> Sincerely, like they, they don't, they don't, they don't work on time scales like that because that's not where the money is. I'm familiar. Saved by the bell, literally. And literally saved by the bell. Good, I'm going to put that in the next time I tell it. <laughs> and, and these eight guys drop those hammers like they're electrified, take off like somebody hit them with high-voltage cattle prods, and on a dead run, go from arthritic snails to a dead run, 50 yards down the factory floor to where they find a basketball hoop. Oh. Four of them are peeling their shirts off. And they play for 42 minutes. Not paid, remember, not paid. 42 minutes of their lunch hour, their own time. No scorekeeping, you know. No, yeah, just no chilling. Official, no scorekeeping, no strategic plan, no performance appraisal, none of that crap going on. 42 minutes. End of the 42 minutes by magic. The game stops. They know the score. Four of them are happy. The other ones are sweat, you know, they're all sweaty. Yeah. And they pick up their sack lunches and their coke, and they start walking back, no reason to hurry, start walking back to the workplace, one o'clock, back on the clock, being paid, arthritic snails, wet cement. <laughs> yeah. That's the hour. That's the epiphany from which came the game of work. Now, we had to do a little, you know, thinking about it after that, but I sat there literally mesmerized for an hour and I looked at the redneck and I said um, 
it's not a raw material problem. I've just seen in, in you know, 70 minutes, my observation is there's nothing wrong with those kids. So, so we started to think, you know, we had a little consulting company, we started to think, what did we just see? What was the, what was this dichotomy of, of arthritic snails and sweaty bodies? And so we said, well, you know, what are some of the things that happened? One, of course, that popped out immediately to us is that they knew the score, and that that's, was element one. And then we started to think about they also knew what the goal was. You know, it's 10 feet off the deck. Yeah. It's this round, and, you know, from that old, that beautiful scene in Hughes and Hoosers where Gene Hackman man, has the kid measure the height of the bathroom <laughs> the state tournament. Yeah. May not understand that it works. So that's how we started to to put that together. And then we realized that there had to be this element of personal choice in it. And and not because, you know, I'm a downhill skier. Uh, I think there's no reason to walk up a mountain with a perfectly good lift on it. That Uh, makes sense. No, I get it. Uh, I'm happy to have the origin story. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, and, you know, if you think about it, one of the one of the things that, that uh, the mayor of New York is closing the playgrounds. I mean, think about this, right? We mm-hmm. had a national epidemic of thousands of people dying on a daily basis, and the mayor of New York City has to close the playgrounds because the desire to be out there shooting hoops it's true. They, they in my neighborhood. Me and my friend, did, we were playing one on one. We had to jump a fence. We went back the next day, and they they put uh, pins through the hoop. So literally, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like a need. Uh, wait, well, uh, I'm not gonna take up too much of your time. Do you have anything to say to the people of the year 2100? Mm 
<laughs> is to help them feel better about themselves when they're around you. No, that's that's wonderful. Um, well, thank you for uh, picking up the phone. I wish you nothing but the best in Utah during this uh, unsightly pandemic situation. How, how are you holding up? Oh, we're fine. We're uh, we're all there's just two of us, and and we're here and sitting in our uh, our cabin, if not cabin, but our home, and and uh, we have a beautiful view. And right now it is snowing again, and the only thing. And here's here's the point. What's the worst thing for me about the pandemic? They closed the ski resorts early. Nah, that's a nice life, man. <laughs> well, stay safe, and I wish you nothing but the best, Chuck. Thank you. You know what, your peep this, lardy dardy, we like to party, we don't cause trouble, we don't bother nobody, we're just some men that's on the mic, and when we rock up on the mic, we rock the mic, for all of y'all, keeping y'all in health, just to see you smile and enjoy yourself, cause it's cool when you cause a cozy condition and, uh, that we create, cause that's our mission, so listen uh, to what we say, because this type of shit, it happens every day, I woke up around 10 o'clock in the morning, I gave myself a stretcher, a morning yawning Went to the bathroom to wash up Had some soap on my face and my hand upon a cup I said, um, Mara Mara on the wall Who is the top choice of them all? There was a rumble-dumble, five minutes it lasted The Mara said, you know how you conceited bastard? 